Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, a bunch of stuff to get to. We should talk a little bit about Ukraine. Strategically, Ukraine uh, really in a good position. And they're, they're, they're lining up for a major offensive. Um Tactically, on a day-by-day basis, there are horrors all over the country perpetrated by Russian troops that are just awful. Fox, for whatever reason, is really going wall-to-wall on the UFO hearings that Congress is having. First UFO hearings since the 60s. Um, Weren't they? Wasn't Fox News streaming the uh, Depp Heard debacle live for a while? So they streamed Amber Heard at Johnny Depp for a week. Now they're doing UFO hearings. All right. Whatever. You know your audience better than me. Beautiful. Um, the best news show in America is Brett Bear every afternoon on Fox, if you don't watch it. Yep. Special report with Brett Bear, uh, who's, uh, they've been following the story for a while that, um, the Biden administration has been trying to blame inflation on uh, Putin, on corporate greed. I read a great piece the other day about how ridiculous that is. Um, and, and all sorts of stuff uh, other than, you know, government policy and the rest of it. And uh, now various business heavyweights are starting to get involved in the argument, including notably the owner of the liberal Washington Post and the head of Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Uh, Peter Ducey unleashed a bit of a report on the tete-a-tete between Bezos and the administration. 30, Michael. 
President tweeted this weekend, You want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Jeff Bezos called that out, writing, The newly created disinformation board should review this tweet. When the White House responded with, It doesn't require a huge leap to figure out why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth opposes an economic agenda for the middle class, Bezos was back at it. Quote, Look, a squirrel. This is the White House's statement about my recent tweets. They understandably want to muddy the topic. Look, a squirrel. <laughs> I like the way he said that. <laughs> Good stuff. And so the same Peter Ducey in the uh, the daily press briefing asked the brand new gal, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, about, now, wait a minute, how does that taxing people higher uh, going to deal with inflation? And Jack is now going to grace us with a dramatic reading of her answer. Well, I think, uh, and we'll listen to some of it, too, but I think reading it really spells out how she was just winging it. And my only point here really is, I mean, we could get into the economic philosophy of it, is she's terrible. So the Biden administration that now has a lower average approval rating than Donald Trump did during his tenure at this point in the White House, do, do you hear what I'm saying there? How many times do you hear Donald Trump, the least popular president in our nation's history, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden is less popular than that, and they're floundering in so many areas, and he's at 38%. And so Jen Psaki decides she's had enough because that job would wear you out. She was good at going up there and spinning her yarns. But they hired this new woman, and day one, she is terrible. So Peter Ducey asks the question about the tweet. The tweet was specifically... You want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest, wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Perfectly reasonable question. This isn't some sort of Fox hit. It's a perfectly reasonable question to ask about a tweet the White House put out themselves. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? The answer from the new White House press spokesman was, so are you talking about a specific tweet? And he said, yes. The president tweeted, you want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. To which she said, look, you know, we have talked about we have talked about this this past year about making sure the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. And that is important to do. And that is something that, you know, the president has been, you know, working on every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. Okay, so far, nothing has been communicated. And so it's very important that, you know, as we're seeing this crisis rise, as we're talking about how to, you know, you know, build an America that is safe. What? Mm. That's equal for everyone. And um, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, I didn't order radishes in my word salad. Um. <laughs> and that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave anyone behind. That is an important part of that as well. So Peter Ducey. Wow. So she was going to stop there, I guess, feeling that she wow. answered the question. Peter Ducey goes on to say, but how does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So, look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right? Especially those who care about climate change. Whoa, 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 again. And I did not <laughs> order anchovies either. Let me put on my seatbelt before I you I just take... wanted the house word salad. The sharp left turn when I don't have my seatbelt on, I slammed my head against the window. Um, <laughs> right? Especially those who care about climate change to support a fair tax, tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't char- charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings than the most fortunate people in our nation, and not let the that stand in the way of reducing energy costs. 
What? Whoa, wait. And fighting this existential problem back to climate change. If you think right. of, if you think about this as an example, and I'm to, trying. And to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? right. That's also important. What yeah. collective bargaining rights? Well, how did we get there? And it goes on like that for, you know, another a whole page of that sort of thing. She is terrible. She's terrible at this. Exhibited day oh, one. My. She is not in the... Jen Psaki was a major league baseball player. This is like a good player in your high school team? Wow, I'm hearing misogyny, I'm hearing racism, and I'm hearing homophobia. Since she is a black gay woman. I've said, I, I can't believe the hate I'm here. The reason I keep saying it repeatedly is to show this is not a partisan thing. I, Jen Psaki was good at that job. It's an impossible job. You're a paid liar, and she was good at it. This person is terrible. All right, so Jack and I were discussing before the show, would it be funnier to read it or just listen to it? And it, just having it read, I think, it really puts it there in front of you how ridiculous it is. But I enjoyed hearing it so much. I insist we play it for you as well. Okay. Let's do 31 first, Michael, then we'll pause to comment. The president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, so, are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about um, we have talked about this this past year uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share, um, and that is important to do. And uh, that is something that uh, you know the president has been you know working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, that uh, you know as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to you know uh, you know build a, a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind. That is an important part of that as well. So I got to believe that there were people in the White House that were saying, oh, holy crap. First of all, she clearly was not following the White House Twitter feed over the last week. Didn't know that the White House had put out that statement. Sounds to me like. Are you referring to a specific tweet? Yeah. Yeah, it if you if you like spend as much time as me as a dopey radio host perusing Twitter, you'd realize this was a fairly big deal last week as a whole bunch of people weighed in and said, "How the hell does that affect inflation?" Um so you were unaware of this social media controversy from one of the White House tweets and you were unaware of the tweet. I mean, that's just crappy. Yeah, you know, and and criticizing her job performance obviously is is kind of your uh, forte. That's the tack you're taking here. I, to me, it's that the White House is tweeting out utter nonsense. You know, she ought to be better at at like Jen Psaki in an angry tone saying, "Well, clearly uh, the wealthy and our big corporations are among them are skating through without paying their fair share, no. which which it contributes to the economic economic turmoil." And then you'd throw in because it's Peter Ducey, and I and I know your friends at Fox like that. All the wealthy fat cats at Fox like that sort of thing, but the rest of us in America, you know, that sort of thing. But right, make it a us versus Fox deal. Right, right. But, yeah, she just doesn't have those skills yet, apparently. Well, that was a crazy thing for the White House to tweet out. Oh, it's just dopey. 
Why can't they just say... Because I think most people would buy this. Look, inflation started before we got here. It's still going now. Um, There's all kinds of causes. It's very difficult, if you look back to the 70s and 80s, to to get out of inflation, and we're going to do our best. Couldn't you just say that and be more or less okay? Yeah. The best you can be? uh, Yeah. i got to dig up that piece I came across that was explaining how ridiculous the whole uh, corporate greed angle is. You know what's causing inflation is greedy corporations uh, raising their prices. Uh, And it had a number of answers to that just dopey suggestion. But my favorite one is... Well, if that's the case, why didn't all the corporations uh, raise their prices uh, a year ago? If they're so greedy and right. can do it any time they want, why? Yeah. It's almost as if they're reacting to market forces. Oh, yeah, and uh, this is such a giant topic, the inflation thing. I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like I get slapped with it every single day. At least once I get punched in the face with a, oh, yeah, inflation and last night it was I ordered a pizza. They had a crazy day running around. Thought, okay, I'm going to do this to get for meal. Ordered a pizza. It's how much? What? Yeah. I, I thought I'm not doing that again. I can't afford to. Do, you can't afford to do that on a regular basis. That's insane. Thirty five dollars yeah. for a medium pizza to come to my what? Yeah. So that's yeah. the end of that. Ah, the era of uh, good and plenty is uh, apparently at an end, or at least temporarily. Yeah, but this is going to be the political issue by the time we get to November. All this other stuff that they're trying to get going is not going to be on the radar. It ain't going to be the ruling on Roe versus Wade for 99% of us. It ain't going to be who said what about whatever. It's going to be how much you just paid for your pizza and your gas in the last 24 hours. Judy and I had guests in over the weekend, went and got some steaks. It was shocking. I don't need to tell you. Um, But, you know, we'll all get used to it. We'll all change. Nice uh, marketing slogan might help. I've been working on this one. Roadkill, marinated by the sun. (laughs) What do you think of that? A squirrel. (laughs) Softened by the tread, marinated by the sun. There you go. Roadkill. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, this is fun. The University of Oklahoma just signed a new player, and his name is pretty unique. Check this out. The Oklahoma Sooner has got a JUCO transfer quarterback. His name, General Booty. Yeah. General Booty. It's such a proud day for his parents, Pirate and Shakeyor. Uh, I have a feeling his first word as a baby was, why? Yeah, no kidding. Yep, he signed a play at Oklahoma. It's nice to hear about a booty call that actually ended in commitment. <laughs> um, you know, cheap, but effective. Your last name is Booty, and you name your kid General. General Booty. Hmm. They call me Captain. I can't come up with anything that's not obscene. <laughs> Piece I'm really liking in the Washington Post as a parent of a couple of school-age kids. Uh, reprinting some of the substance from a letter they'd gotten from a veteran teacher in the Fairfax, Virginia, Fairfax County, Virginia area, which is the D.C. area. 
mm-hmm. teacher who's really worried that this new movement away from grades and stuff like that is hurting kids. And I'm glad the Washington Post is, you know, picking up on that topic. This teacher who sent a very long email. Um, in a, this the teacher teaches at a predominantly low-income school said the new push to ease grading and teacher practices is the biggest issue facing secondary education in decades. The impact of what schools do on this issue goes beyond just high school. It will impact the future of our nation's economy and our competitive status in the world. I like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, long, long-term, big picture, that's true. Uh, when you're a parent, you're a little more short, short-term in thinking about the individual. If they ain't if they ain't up to speed on this, let's uh, let's uh, let me know and let's get them up to speed because I ain't going to do them any good in their lives. Uh, the letter says, among other things, I think most who are for these grade reforms mean well, and I respect that they think they're doing what is best for students. But since graduation rates have replaced standardized test scores as the key measure of a high school quality. Administrators who fear losing their jobs have found creative ways to help students meet the standards. Retake tests, accept late work, don't count attendance or participation in class toward a grade, don't put zeros in the grade book for missing work. Boy, you just skip missing work. So you wow. don't, you know, if you're averaging out numbers, you don't have a zero that brings down the average. You just you just you average fewer numbers. Wow. Um, do a one month online course in the spring or summer that can be substituted for a year long class. Wow. And thus allow a student to pass a required course. From top to bottom in the education system, this teacher said, this has become accepted practice. Find a way to pass students at all costs and thus keep the graduation rate up. Wow, the public education system, with some exceptions, there's some good school districts, but it's become Sovietized. Where nobody wants to give the bad news to the person up the chain and or you can fake your production numbers because that's what we're talking about. You're being asked to produ- uh, to uh, produce uh, educated students and you're faking the numbers. And it's Goodhart's Law, which is one of the most important things I've ever learned in my life. And I apply it in so many different ways. Once a measure becomes a goal, it becomes useless. So the measure of graduation rates became the goal and then you do whatever you can to meet the goal. And this teacher went on to say, um, he said approximately 20% of low-performing students would fail without these measures and are passing. 20%! One out of five kids in his class are passing, graduating high school, that shouldn't graduate high school. This guy's been teaching for 22 years and just thinks this is awful for the kids and the future of the country. That's That's amazing! Yeah, it's it's almost impossible to exaggerate how diseased America's government schools have become at this point. And he quotes some of the things that the county has said that um, they, they have moved away from reliance on grades because it was demotivating for low-performing students. Okay. Wow, so no standardized tests and no grades? Um, Jonathan Turley tweeted out, Objecting to grades as demotivating for students is like objecting to stopwatches as demotivating for athletes. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and I read uh, one black commentator who was outraged saying, I've worked my entire life to exceed standards to show you how I am worthy of respect. Now you've eliminated the standards. Is Tucker Carlson to blame for the shooting in Buffalo over the weekend? A lot of people say he is. Let's look into that. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there? I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to go tomorrow to Buffalo uh, uh, before the trip. That is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited many, uh, many other communities. Okay, not answering the question, of course. Our discussion in the wake of the horrific, inexcusable, tragic shooting in Buffalo is the the idea of seizing the narrative. We talked about it at length earlier in the show. You take anything that happens, if you're aggressive enough in being the one to ask the questions, then those are the questions that are asked. Those are the questions that are answered. And the other aspects of it generally go ignored. Specifically in the ter- in terms of the Buffalo shooting. It is so useful. It is so exciting. It is so popular to make this about white nationalism or 
replacement theory or what have or Tucker Carlson for that matter that you ignore questions like well or 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 the truth that this 18 year old shooter he's a teenager was clearly mentally ill he was all sorts of mentally ill and long before he discovered his current rationale for killing people he was talking about killing people but the usual suspects have seized the narrative and have decided, no, this is about uh, white supremacy. Interestingly enough, the L.A. Times with the headline, Tucker Carlson hits a dangerous new low in his response to the Buffalo shooting. Undeterred by his ideological common ground with the shooter, the Tucker Carlson Tonight host spent Monday's telecast ratcheting up the rhetoric. Boy, that's interesting having watched it. Wow. So ratcheting up the rhetoric and hitting a dangerous new low. Why don't we go ahead and listen to what he said about the awful, awful shooting in Buffalo. Clip 43. There was a horrifying, we're sad to tell you, a horrifying amount of violence in the United States over the weekend, as increasingly there is. Over just two days, at least 104 Americans were shot to death in major American cities. That's a lot. How many? Well, for perspective, on the single deadliest day of the Iraq War, that would be January of 2005, a total of 37 Americans died. So what's happening in our cities right now looks a lot like a war, even if we rarely acknowledge it. Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, many other metro areas recorded murders over the weekend. That's typical now. In St. Louis, 13 people were shot, five of them fatally. In Chicago, 33 were gunned down. Five of those died. In Laguna Woods, California, a Chinese immigrant from Las Vegas walked into a Presbyterian church and shot six elderly Taiwanese parishioners. Police say he was motivated by some kind of political and ethnic hatred. So Tucker's point there, I think, and he doesn't really nail it down, is that if it were purely about the lives, we would be having this discussion every day. It's multiples of the people who died in Buffalo, which, again, is inexcusable and horrifying and just heartbreaking. It's about, A, the novelty of a bunch of people dying at once, because that's the way human beings are, and B, it's just so useful politically for some people. Some of them well-meaning, by the way. They believe what they're saying. But I think a lot of them are incredibly, incredibly cynical. You've got a Democratic Party that's staring at the midterms with a disaster on their hands, and they are dying to establish a narrative that, did you see this horrific murderer? Republicans are just like him. Yeah, man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, that Rolling Stone headline of he was not a lone wolf, he was a mainstream Republican is just so irresponsible. Wow, and it's Tucker uh, dangerously raising the heat of the rhetoric? Interesting. Go on, Tucker, 44. On Saturday afternoon, a teenager in a mock military uniform walked into a grocery store in Buffalo and shot more than a dozen strangers with a rifle. No doubt you've seen accounts of this on the news. What you probably haven't seen are details about any of the 10 Americans who were murdered in that store in Buffalo. You may not even know their names, much less who they were or who they loved. Most of them were black. We know that. But beyond the way they look, not a lot has been reported about them, because the coverage hasn't been about them. Nor, in fact, has it really been about the gunman. He was an 18-year-old called Peyton Gendron. Gendron was mentally ill. Everyone around him knew that, including his teachers and the local police. Less than a year ago, Gendron was committed to a mental hospital after threatening to murder his classmates at a school graduation ceremony. Yeah, he seems pretty clearly to me to be a kid who was uh, on the path of shooting a bunch of people somewhere for whatever for some reason. And uh, I think I've been consistent on this for several decades now of 
I'm troubled by assigning these overarching narratives to people who are clearly crazy. Because I, I said that back, you know, in the early 2000s about a lot of the jihadists who were like clearly mentally ill and they grasped onto that particular ideology. And what does that mean for the, the I'm not denying the ideology of jihadism exists. I'm not denying the ideology of white supremacy exists. But when a mentally ill person grabs onto it, what what do you make of that? Well, and that's exactly the point that we're kind of driving at here. Uh, the the Waukesha Christmas Parade slaughter was mentioned, the killing in Orange County recently. Uh, and when, oh my gosh, the, uh, the near slaughter of the Republicans at the baseball practice years ago in which Steve Scalise was so terribly uh, hurt by a uh, Bernie supporter who despised Republicans. By the way, that guy was completely, clearly mentally ill. And you may recall at the time, Jack and I said, we're not going to make a big partisan thing out of this because the guy was Fruit Loops. So are the rest of these people. But it's curious that the president goes immediately to Buffalo to be with those people, and he will talk about white supremacy today and replacement theory and Republicans. He had no interest in going to Waukesha, nor uh, the subway shooting in New York that happened not long ago, because those were black supremacists who hated white people or hated Asian people. They were discussing on MSNBC today whether or not the president would have the courage to call out Tucker Carlson and Fox by name, because it's so clearly his and their fault, and he should just go ahead and name names. And the fact that this young man, when asked for his post-graduation plans, said murder-suicide, that's not the issue. It's his latched onto at the last minute psychotic man's political leaning. That's the narrative we're being asked to discuss. Clip 44 or 45, Michael. So on Saturday, after he made good on his longstanding threat to open fire into a crowd, Gendron left an 180 page letter that he said would explain his motives. You've probably heard this document described as a racist manifesto, but that's not quite right. It's definitely racist, bitterly so. Gendron reduces people to their skin color. That's the essence of racism, and it's immoral. But what he wrote does not add up to a manifesto. It is not a blueprint for a new extremist political movement, much less the potential inspiration for a racist revolution. Anyone who claims that it is, is lying or hasn't read it. Instead, Gendron's letter is a rambling pastiche of slogans and internet memes, some of which flatly contradict one another. The document is not recognizably left-wing or right-wing. It's not really political at all. The document is crazy. It's the product of a diseased and organized mind. Yeah, that's another thing we do every time is we take these manifestos and we pick out chunks that back up our point of view and read those. And if you read them all together, if you've ever read any, they they usually are, just as Tucker described, a whole bunch of contradictory things that don't fit together because the person doesn't make any sense. So that clip in which Tucker explained what's in the manifesto, how troubling it is, he condemned racism specifically and vehemently, reminding you the L.A. Times said Tucker Carlson hits a dangerous new low in his response to the Buffalo shooting. Interesting. There's one more clip. Maybe he gets to it there. 46. At one point, Gendron suggests that Fox News is part of some global conspiracy against him. He writes like the mental patient he is, disjointed, irrational, paranoid. Now, that's true, not that it makes the atrocities he committed easier to bear. If your daughter was murdered on Saturday in Buffalo, you wouldn't care why the killer did it or who he voted for. But the truth about Peyton Gendron does tell you a lot about the ruthlessness and dishonesty of our political leadership. Within minutes of Saturday's shooting, before all of the bodies of those 10 murdered Americans had even been identified by their loved ones, 
professional Democrats had begun a coordinated campaign to blame those murders on their political opponents. They did it, they said immediately. Patron Gendron was the heir to Donald Trump, they told us. Trumpism committed mass murder in Buffalo. I frequently disagree with Tucker Carlson, but to paint him as the dangerous voice in the wake of the the tragedy in Buffalo is bizarre. And the idea that, okay, the shooting of the baseball practice, that was mental illness. Uh, The shooting in Buffalo, that was racism. The shooting in the church in uh, Orange County, that was mental illness. The uh, the Waukesha slaughter at the Christmas parade, that was mental illness. Ah, but the the uh, you know pick another shooting that was uh, racism. Okay, you seem to be picking and choosing. I would prefer we have preferred, and you can check the record on this. No matter the color of the people involved, we condemn it all. We talk about our shared humanity. We talk about the victims, and we don't make it about politics. Now, that impulse, which seems to me, L.A. Times, not to be a dangerous new low or ratcheting up the rhetoric, that seems to be completely opposite of what you are saying. The White House is not only not going there, they're forbidding it. Final clip. This is a reporter asking the new press secretary, KJP, they call her, about the mental health aspect of this. 35, Michael. I understand that the shooter did purchase his guns legally, but he did have a history of mental health issues and was held for an evaluation last year. So does the White House believe he should have been prevented from owning a gun because of that history? And how does the administration propose doing so in the future? So just give me a second, because I I really want to touch on this. It's really important. Um, Our nation is facing a mental health crisis, so it's important to call that. uh, One that is worsened by acts of violence, like the one we saw in Buffalo, uh, that can traumatize communities especially communities of color. I want to also underscore that the overwhelming majority of individuals with mental health problems do not commit acts of violence. Um, And so comments that make this about mental health only further stigmatizing uh, mental health issues and detract from the other issues like gun violence uh, that must must be confronted in our society. So just want to make that clear that we are not stigmatizing. I mean, look, this is this goes back to making sure that, uh, uh, you know, we have gun reform, right? This goes back to making sure that um, uh, we, we, you know, the president's going to continue to call on Congress uh, to make that happen. And so, you know, when it comes, I just wanted to make sure when we talk about mental health, we talk about it. In its wow, fullness. she's she's terrible. Yeah, she is going to be such a liability for the White I, House. She is not going to last six months. No, oh, gosh, no, no way, no way. Well, I'm glad she didn't go to the whole white supremacist canard there, um, but her, her mental health stuff was bizarre. Oh, to d- dismiss it. mental illness as a part of this story is crazy. Well, if you'll pardon the expression. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, it is uh, it is troubling. You know, we could get to what Ben Carson said maybe a little while. I thought it was very wise and smart, but... um. <sighs> The desire to grab the narrative and shape it and aggressively say these are the only questions that should be asked, it's almost always dishonest. It's almost always uh, to serve a particular purpose. And it's not the purpose we all share, which is preventing people from being killed by crazy people, by angry, crazy people who have come to believe that their grievances are so important. And I would argue that this is part of the disease of the modern world. My grievances are so big, I get to kill people. 
It's not that you have the same bitches as everybody else does. Same frustrations, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. They come and they go. No, yours are so grand, and we should all be so focused on the offenses of every day that we get to kill people. How about we attack that first and let Tucker Carlson say whatever he wants on cable news? So whenever there's a giant story or two like this, a lot of other things get pushed out. I got a number of quick things we ought to hit on next segment to uh, you know catch up on what's going on in the world. I uh, hope you can stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some travel news. I heard that the TSA is bringing in more agents to prepare for the summer vacation rush. That's great, but it's not very comforting to know that a TSA agent is considered a summer job. <laughs> guess the training is basically, here's the wand, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> By the time you're done training, you'll know how to say this lane is closed in six different languages. No kidding. 
So, I like this story. Maybe we'll get into it more later. 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers delivered to shock Texas mom. Her toddler ordered them. <laughs> 31 hamburgers. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, more importantly, this just happened. So it's intruding on what I was planning to talk about. But here's a question and answer that should be discussed for decades, if not centuries, if this ever comes up again. Here's Senator Whoa. John Kennedy talking to Dr. Fauci. Do, do you think it was worth it? Do you think the, the benefits were greater than the costs of closing down our, our elementary and secondary schools? I think that's very difficult to give a definitive answer to that. Did we strike the proper balance? You know, I believe that we have. It's it, it's very tough to tell. I think only only time will tell whether that's the case. Unbelievable. If Dr. Fauci, who leans so far the direction of maximum safety around COVID, says it's hard to tell, his first answer is it's hard to tell. To the question of was it worth shutting down our schools, then it was a clear no. Well, sure, if you know anything about communication or human beings, you know what he said was, no, it wasn't, but I can't say that. Oh, my God. Even Dr. Fauci it doesn't have the feeling that he can say, yeah, oh, yeah, it was clearly a good idea to shut down the schools and have no. kids be out for a year or two uh, to avoid a disease that's not really that bad for kids. Uh, yeah, it was clearly. No, he can't. Even Dr. Fauci can't say that. So I it think was that, a disaster. That question has been answered, in my opinion, then. Hail Fauci. I represent Hail science. Fauci. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's nice. Our Air Force yesterday announced that it successfully tested a hypersonic weapon. So Russia has one. China has one. Now we have one. So that's good. I guess. As the whole world can now attack each other without the other country being able to stop them. Woohoo! But it is what it is. Uh, gas prices reached a new all-time high yesterday at 4.48 per yes, gallon. Yes, a new record. Good job, everybody. Moving up. <laughs> Which, if you live in California, 4.48, there'd be a line 6,000 cars long if you could find a gallon of gas for 4.48. But you know, we got an email from uh, Scott, who was up in uh, Gorda, California, remote town, California coast, ten bucks a gallon. Oh, ten. Whoo. 60% increase first quarter in the sales of electric cars in this country, led overwhelmingly by Tesla, because of the gas prices. Uh, Iran is just weeks away from getting the materials for their first nuclear weapon, according to the Israelis. So I got to believe Iran's got a overnight secret bombing coming. Oh, boy. Oh, goody. That's what we need. Because the world's just so stable now. Nothing ever happens. <laughs> right. I like this story. New news out about the founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, who paid her uh, baby daddy almost a million dollars for, quote, creative services, according to tax filings. (laughs) That's beautiful. And her brother, $840,000. So more than three quarters of a million dollars for security services from the charity funds. So we have a friend in the broadcasting industry who, at the height of the Black Lives Matter thing, said, I think all lives matter, and lost his freaking career. Meanwhile, the people who were at the head of Black Lives Matter stole money from y'all, and nobody seems to even care. 
Right. Right. Well, it goes against the narrative. It's a little uncomfortable to talk about. <laughs> who cared more about black lives and how much they matter? The host who said, I think all lives matter, or the person who is taking the money from people who actually wanted to try to make a difference in this country, and you just gave it out to your relatives? Let's see. The host in question raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and sent many kids of color to college for free in his career, but he said the wrong thing on Twitter at the wrong moment compared to stealing millions of dollars from moronic virtue-signaling corporations. Hmm, difficult difficult to choose who's the bad guy there. If you miss an hour of this program, you can find it in a podcast form at Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 